Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right, and to avoid lazy negativity, we're making this a drinking game. <laughs> so anytime you, anytime you hear us say anything negative, any negative comments, you're going to hear this sound. <clears throat> that sound means that we are taking a drink for being assholes, and we hope you drink along with us. <laughs> So, poise it as a glass as we continue to piss off almost the entire internet with some bonehead yeah. decisions of what movies do we eliminate. Cheers. Mm. Cheers, you cunts. <laughs> Guys, I think I already know what I'm voting for this week. In oh, our, no. <laughs> in our oh, wow. summer show, blockbuster yeah. <laughs> face-off. People, we are in the third decade, essentially, of our summer blockbuster face-off where we're taking all of the highest-grossing summer movies since 1980, plus Jaws and Star Wars, and we are battling them off one by one. We have a bracket. Dave set the bracket up. It's in the oh socials. Oh, my God. The, the bracket is starting to take shape, and some of these are going to be brutal in round two. Good. People are getting angry. I mean, we had some we had some tough ones in round one. Guys, we had fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark against The Empire Strikes Back, and we had Ghostbusters versus Back to the Future, which just honestly is living proof that the 80s were way better than this fucking decade we got to talk about today. But these movies are good. But I mean, mm. those all four of those movies would have beaten all four of these movies. I think that's where we're at. Do you guys agree? Disagree? Are we off to a good start pitching the movies that uh, we're going to be talking about today? Mm. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Well, today, people, 2004 to 2007, the highest grossing summer movies. And this is definitely when all of a sudden the numbers went, what? <laughs> all these movies were making billions of dollars all of a sudden. It was like, holy shit. So we have Shrek 2, 2004's highest grossing summer movie. That's right. Shrek and Shrek 2 were both the highest grossing summer movies. Got to listen to our episode That's last week for Shrek good. 1. Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, 2005. So those two will be battling it out together. Shrek 2 and then Revenge of the Sith, 2005. Note, which we talked about last week. It's going to be the five-minute section of our... Uh, That's right. <laughs> and last week, as, as we yeah, talked right. about... Um, uh, Attack of the Clones was not the highest grossing summer movie. It was the first Star Wars movie in the series to not be the highest grossing summer movie. But Revenge of the Sith brought it back 2005. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, 2006, highest grossing summer movie. The sequel to The Curse of the Black Pearl, which took the world by storm based on a ride. Sorry, Johnny Depp, of course. No one saw who, that um, coming. Nope. Dead Man's Chest made was... a ton of money, 2006. Yeah. And then Spider-Man 3. That's right. Spider-Man 3. Toby against Topher, get a little venom in there, Spider-Man 3, a little 2007. Venom. So Pirates against Spider-Man, and we started this so we didn't have to talk about superhero movies, <laughs> or Big Bud, <laughs> and here we are. But anyway, yeah. how you guys doing? John, you want, to you want to kick out our sponsor really quick, our musician, who, by the way, just reached out to me this week and said, how do I fix the YouTube thing? And I said, you listen to our podcast, and all your answers are there. I'm kidding. John, shout our sponsor out. Let's go. Actually, it's it's funny. I I, I changed our, what music we use. Uh, apparently, if we use the section we're using, we're fine. It's only if we use that other section, the algorithm takes exception. What so, music is that? Fucking weird, dude. I, I know. Yeah, well, well I, 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 I think it's because at the beginning, the music. I'm using the music from the beginning of the show, and we all open our beers over the top of it. Yeah. And that might be enough to fool the algorithm. I don't know. I'm not. So, I'm not saying that can do it, but everyone should try opening their beer over the top of music. I'm not ready for just, AI to take yeah. over the world, personally. Yeah. Let's I also AI. wonder if it yeah, was an good. earlier... It's not that good. I, wonder, I also wonder if it was an earlier version of that song called... Uh, it's from the piece Pacifica by Dasein. Pacifica. Music artist, D-A-S-E-I-N, available on all the music uh, platforms. Pacifica. I wonder if we have the latest version that is he, what is actually now on 
Spotify. No, we, we, we have the, we had an earlier one. We have, we have the one we got the rights to like three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, four we might ago, have yeah. an earlier one. So I wonder if it's literally just a master. Anyway, that's great. Dasein, listen to it. <laughs> Wonderful music. Thank you. I did start getting bitchy in my copyright lifting like emails. I'm like, as I said good. last week, <laughs> per my last fucking email. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> no. full, full Maybe that's all they were on. looking for. Just love you, Dasein. <laughs> All right, Dave. Any news you want to talk about before we get into our uh, series here? Well, there there is one thing we um okay. we've we've pissed some people off. Good. We pissed some people off. Uh, our Good. voicemail. Fuck, yeah, fuck them. Our Sorry. voicemail. <laughs> you don't even know who pissed off yet. Jesus. Uh, our voicemail yeah, this week. Uh, our voicemail this week received uh, this after listening to our latest episode. God Let me take a guess. First, <laughs> you shut out Ghostbusters unfairly, and now you shit on Shrek. Shrek doesn't go through? What is this? It's like you guys are trying to piss everyone off. Yeah, By the way, just a you. vote for Mission just Impossible you, 2 over Shrek is, is a vote for Lip Biscuit over <laughs> Smash Mouth. So I hope you're proud of yourself. You voted for Nookie and Break yeah. Stuff over off All the Star, a fucking national treasure song. All right. I still love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Shrek versus Mission Impossible 2 was really tough. That was really you tough. You know what? Not for it me, it wasn't. wasn't. It was not tough at all for me. And I'm excited to talk about it because we do have Shrek 2 coming up and you know, not giving the goods right. away, but yeah. I'm excited to talk about that one because I think that one stood out more. Uh, we did do it all for the Nookie. I am Two of us did. Always gonna go for that fucking uh, Smash Mouth. Oh man, you always gonna I, go for the Nookie. I do. I, do. I regret some. I regret some. That's some. it. You hear that? <laughs> I uh, I do. I regret it a little bit, but I, I just I spoke the truth. John didn't sway me. I, no, I watched I th- Mission Impossible Two, and it actually felt like a really good summer movie. And I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking it was cool. But Shrek is iconic. Ah. Anyway, I guess we'll talk about it more. Anything else before we, we get into our it. first battle? No, I, I think we can get into it. All right, let's do let's it. Let's fucking do it. Roll some uh, signs. I am excited. Je- Jeff and I, this this matters for both of us. I just want to... I, I... Jeff, are you excited to potentially not have to pay interest on your student loans? Because I'm excited. I'm really upset. Of course, that, that didn't go through with the debt relief, but this is fucking huge if he gets this through. Yes, I got so mad because uh, I filled out the FAFSA. I didn't have to use it because I was in scholarship. And then my last couple of credits were in the summer and I was ready to go and I didn't have enough summer. It's the way it worked out. They wouldn't let me do it. So I just had to cut it like a $9,000 check and just go. So I actually... 9,000, that's fucking chump so change. I, um, I would, I would, I, and I would commit there the murder time. if I only owed $9,000 after my fucking education. Let's talk Jesus. about money. All right, let's get, roll the Dasein music and let's get into our second. All right, all right, all right. The numbers. All right. We're talking this, about the movies of 2004. I'll do it. John, we're the highest grossing so, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got some other ones here. Unfortunately, for people who wanted to hear us continue with the Spider-Man thing, because we are basically doing one, and then in our next round, we will be doing three. Spider-Man 2 came out this summer, 2004, right behind Shrek 2 in position number two. Came out June 30th. Uh, just to give you an idea, just from my information right here in front of me, domestically, according to the numbers... Shrek 2 came in clean with about 441, 441 million. Spider-Man 2 only came out with about 374. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's fucking incredible that Shrek they, uh, beat it by that Spider- much. Spider-Man 2 is an awesome movie, but Shrek 2, holy good. fuck, dude. It had all the weaponry. It had everything it needed to succeed. Yeah. 
I know, you're this right. This is a domestic right. number. Here's, reminder, here's domestic a weird numbers. number three for you folks. The Passion of the Christ <laughs> is number three. Oh my God, for the year. That is Barely. Funny it almost me. got Spider Man 2. It's you $3 million. Dollars like, wow, what what is going on? I saw that, I saw that in theaters. He whipped Jesus so many times. <laughs> Jesus oh, dude, the beat. evangelicals, he, did, he got his ass fucking kicked. Yeah. They were like, this isn't accurate. Yeah. I thought it was like 30 something. Come at and Mel us, Twitter. was like, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Brad Bird's Incredibles, number four. I fucking love, uh, love that movie. Which one? Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, number five. The mm. Day After Tomorrow, Roland mm. Emmerich, right? One of yep. his uh, continuing with his disaster movies. Yes. Born Supremacy, Meet the Fockers, Shark Tale, little SKG for you, uh, and um, National Treasure. They're your mm. top tens. Then we get into some weird things, some uncanny valley-ness with the Polar Express. Sorry, Zemeckis, but... Uh, <laughs> the animation in that one just it turned people off for some reason didn't it? i don't feel like that thing really exploded that's not me the way that's him. yeah sorry sorry jeff do i need to make the fucking to... buttons bigger like what what's going on honestly it is a little small but that's for our youtube audiences the official put on your glasses that's what she said all right jeff jeff why don't you set it up i have a couple comedies i'll probably call out but i think you'll get to them as well why don't you give us the year the context all right um I'm going to quote Wikipedia shamelessly here. Uh, American film critic and professor Emmanuel Levy, so one of his friends decided to write a Wikipedia entry, described 2004 as a banner year for actors, particularly men. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll come back Jesus. to Shrek. I'll come back to Shrek That's too. Meet the Fockers. Describe the, every fucking year. Meet the Fockers was the top comedy over Bruce Almighty, both made by Universal, so big year for them. Fahrenheit 9-11 wins the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Michael, uh, Michael Moore, of course. I saw that in theaters with my brother. And uh, that also won a bunch of Razzies, and the Razzies sucked. Um, mm, Marlon Brando yeah. passed away at UCLA, John's rival. Mm. Their hospital. <laughs> Still fucked up there. Um, the best film is kind of split all over the place. So you had Sideways came out this year, you might remember. And Avatar, Ooh, wow. uh, sorry, Aviator. Ooh, sorry, Aviator. Aviator. <laughs> Sideways and Aviator split the globes. Uh, Million Dollar Baby Same ends movie, up going on to win the game. Oscar. Clint Eastwood, of course, would go on to win Best Director as well for Million Dollar Baby, Hilary Swank, Best Actress, and Morgan Freeman, you know, Best never Supporting seen Actor. I saw it a long time ago, yeah. This was yeah. a year for Johnny, Jamie Foxx, though. Wow, I can't fucking speak right now. The beer is just about to hit me. Jamie Foxx, you might remember, of course, for winning Best Actor for Ray, which he, he did basically a clean sweep, but he was also nominated for Supporting Actor for Collateral, the very rare actor nominated mm. two times in two different categories in the same movie. year for two different That's movies. a great movie. You also have good performances. Yeah, you got Don Cheadle, Johnny Depp in Finding Neverland. That's um, Hotel Rwanda for Cheadle. You got Leonardo DiCaprio in there for Blood Diamond, but he also could have been nominated for The Departed. So good year again for, for men, for sure. Hilary Swank was a sweep. Annette Bening being Julia was in there, and then Morgan Freeman was a sweep. But you also had Clive Owen in Closer, and Thomas Hayden Church, more on him next year. Mm. For Sideways, he won some supporting awards. And Kate Blanchett wins for The Aviator. What the fuck is wrong with my talking? Kate Blanchett. Let me help you. I'm telling you, it's the alcohol is not quite hitting. Kate Blanchett for The Aviator. Be wow, this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> the Aviator. He beats, she beats Natalie Portman for Closer. <laughs> Sophia Okinata for Hotel Rwanda. Virginia Benton. Fuck everybody. Laura Linney and Kinsey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost done. Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor win for Sideways. Eternal Sunshine. Also good Kate Winslet performance. Those are your screenplays. Yada, yada, yada. The Before Sunset series. Phantom of the Opera cast the Phantom who couldn't sing. Along came Polly. The Butterfly Effect. <laughs> Miracle. 51st Dates. Euro Trip. 51st Dates is awesome. Dawn, Saying that yeah, sure. right now. Dawn of the Dead. Lady Killers. Hellboy with the Pearlman. Walking Tall. Come on, The Rock. The Girl Next Door. Emile Hirsch. Let's go. 
Kill Bill Volume 2 comes out this year. Go through our feed. We talk about Kill Bill. And then really mm. quick, there's a lot of romantic movies. So just a really quick set of romantic movies. I'm going to count Mean Girls in this because it's iconic. Um, that okay, is none, none of these are romantic, movie. but there were a lot of romantic movies in there. But I'm just going to rapid fire them. Man on Fire, Riddick, That's Saved, not... Dodgeball, shut up, <laughs> The Terminal. None of these are... Do- White like... Chicks. Okay, fine. The Notebook. You mentioned Garden State. your girlfriend did Riddick. Catwoman. <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Wait, Catwoman didn't come out this year. Good. Fuck everybody. Alien vs. Predator. Shaun of the Dead. I Heart Huckabees featuring Jeff, one of the best on-set rants of all time. <laughs> Ladder 49. Friday Night Lights. Al Pacino, let's go. Team America World Police. Saw, Alexander, Spanglish, and In Good Company. I defer back to you all with just saying this. Shrek 2 made $935 million worldwide. <laughs> Fucking smoked Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Fucking smoked it. Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban, maybe the best in the series. Get fucking smoked by Shrek 2. By two, by $150 million. How about them apples? You ready to segue into our conversation about Shrek 2? I do, I do. I just want to call out, I don't think you mentioned it. One of my favorite comedies of all time came out this year. Bad Santa. That came out, that was this year? I see it down here. Uh, oh my god yeah i believe so i, I think love that like, i saw that with my mom uh, in a hotel room season. once and uh dodgeball you mentioned that but i also just oh yeah i've had Dodge, santa dodgeball is one of my favorites i've had santa it's a pleasure. either way i missed it last year so it doesn't matter maybe that was a festival thing anyway. we have visited this year before and i think we did catwoman yes Isn't we did right? we tried to <laughs> We we try, we tried to debate on it and it was it was just it didn't work because it, it was so fucking bad no one could fake liking it. So. Oh, um, Bad Santa came out in two thousand three at the very end of two thousand three, so it made a lot of money. Okay, so it was still hanging strong. All right, well, fuck me. All right, Shrek two uh, people. Whatever. All right, let's do it. You guys. Did you guys rewatch it? I did. I, re- I watched it today, right Ooh. before this. I also watched Pirates today. Oh, guys, I'm so happy. Out of all the shit that I take from John and his brother with their accounts that I got to pay it forward because three out of our four movies are on Disney Plus and the other one's on Hulu, which is a Disney product. So you're welcome. I finally probably, feel like I'm paying my dues. As we move into this like, franchisee time, you're probably going to get a heavier dose <laughs> of that. You're so welcome. More I of finally get to Disney. pay my dues back. <laughs> All right, Dave. I've commandeered this segment long enough. Dave, did you did you rewatch it? or I didn't rewatch Shrek 2 because I have seen that a gazillion times. All right. Okay. Well, um, what, what, what do you think? What, what are your thoughts of Shrek 2? It it really kicked it up a notch. Like it had better animation, better textures, better lighting, like look dev, everything. That they took everything that, that was good about the first one and threw it in and just doubled it. As you would, should in a sequel. <laughs> and it works. It works perfectly. This is this is a really, really, really good animated film. Mm-hmm. Like and I think the reason that it got such a such a bonus is because shrek one was so good when it came time to take your kids to it everyone was like fuck yeah i'm taking my kids to see shrek 2 that was fun for me yeah yeah like it's it sits right on that edge of i'm still gonna be a kid but my kids are gonna look at the pretty colors and you know see some of the fart jokes and like laugh and stuff but yeah like it's it's almost perfect this is a great film yeah i mean i could agree more i feel like this was um to steal a line from from Jeff Ostermuller, it's like all the it's like all the creators, the whole creative team just said, let's just have even more fun with all the things <laughs> yeah. they worked with with one. And I think it ended up yielding. I'm not saying Shrek One isn't also a good movie. We talked mm. about it. We liked it. We didn't end up voting for it over MI2. 
For me, fucking Travis Shrek Reed. Two is on a whole other level. I thought Shrek Two was. We I think we even made that comment at the end of last week's. So I think Jeff and I both agreed. Like I think I remember liking Shrek Two more. So I'm glad we got to watch it mm. just because it was so entertaining. The storylines there's a more complicated storyline. Yep. More characters are involved. So therefore, there's some more famous voices, which is always fun. But the characters they were playing were really great. And it almost like it's almost like they got away with just throwing in a lot more elements that maybe they just thought, how can we make this work and how can we make this fun? For instance, I mean, the tagline could almost have been Shrek 2. Fuck it. We got away with it last time. Like (laughs) they went hard. Yeah, (laughs) they did. They did. So like even like um, like the way that they just kind of at the tail end decide to bring in the gang of fairy tale characters that live at Shrek, um, the the wolf, the three little pigs, Pinocchio, and Gingerbread Man, they're not really super heavily involved until the very end. And it's almost like they were just sitting around, they were like, how do we get these guys in there? And it works. They pull it off. They come in mm. and they're a part of the heist and they kind of end up being a part of the siege of the castle. And it just makes way for more comedy. I feel like there's a little bit, there's even more heart here just because everybody has kind of invested all there are all these different points of view on this this tale are you going to choose authenticity and love over pretense and whatever the fairy tale conceits are and there are more people who are involved with it so more people are being more characters are being emotionally affected Hmm. which makes room for for more comedy and more obstacles it just I, i was so impressed and i think i do remember jeff i think we're right I think when I was younger, I definitely rewatched number two more than I did number one. I remembered a lot more of this movie than I did I the first one. I said that about this. I thought you agreed with me that you liked number two more than number one when no. we were younger. No. Okay. So you're about to disagree with everything Dave and I are saying? Please yes. do. But here's the thing. I, mm. I remember... <laughs> I remember watching Shrek the second, Shrek two, and Shrek the third at CPCC. I feel like we watched it that summer. I don't know why. I, I just, I, I have a very vivid memory, especially Shrek the Third, and being like, oh my God, these movies are great. Good choices. How brilliant is it? Fiona's a princess, but she essentially gets kidnapped to the Southern Kingdom. It's like, you know, like they just pick up where they left off. And they say, well, we want this whole ogre going into the kingdom. Can an ogre be a princess kind of idea? And they just take her home. Like, I feel like it's such a good device. I love that Prince Charming comes in, opens the story all over again, and then it's the wolf. But the way the wolf's in there, <laughs> um, it's so it's really funny. And honestly, for me, Puss in Boots is like you know I, I always say this. I say it usually about comedies and TV shows. The perfectly timed new character yeah. can do so much for a movie. And the fact, obviously, that you don't see him, and later it's just like an adorable little cat. It's like it's it's Puss in Boots is such a brilliant character in this. Um, I yeah. just didn't have as much fun I, watching it this time. There were a lot of sad times, and honestly, I, I kept writing the word clunky. I don't know why. There's just all of the dialogue with the dad and, and even like the fight where they're eating at the, t- I know, I, uh, where they're eating with the, the dinner and Shrek, they're trying to out eat each other. Like Shrek's an ogre. Of course he's going to out eat the king. And like the whole thing just, it seemed a little childish and clunky to me. It just didn't seem good. It seemed a little cheap. It seemed like it was one gag that they were trying to drag mm. out for two minutes and stuff. So I didn't love that, but I did love the action sequence at the end and I liked the supporting characters. It just was a, it was a drag. I feel like this movie was a drag. I could have used more Prince Charming and less. Were you in a good mood when you sat down to watch this or were you, were you frustrated <laughs> or 
Did had, you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought I was an okay had, like, mood. I wish I had to watch all four of these fucking like, movies yeah. in the past like three days. But, <laughs> I'm um, kind of surprised. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised. It's it um, is good. It's good. But there's a lot of you said. There's I could a lot see of somebody. Art. There's a lot of well, doubt. No, I mean, there's a lot of them like in an unhappy relationship. You know, that's not as fun. Yeah, I, and I guess the things that I was saying that like somebody could take it the way Jeff's saying it. That there's, just, so. there's just too many elements. There's just maybe. Too, maybe there are too many things going on. I remember at the beginning thinking, and I'm actually, I think we're going to have a similar conversation in Spider-Man 3, that like, are there too many points of view? Are there too many new characters coming in? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I still the think they They stole from, they stole from Austin Comics, Powers, I just had a drink. where they do that, where they, where they finish each other's sentences in the different frame. Johnson! <laughs> it's never, it's, they do that quite a bit in this Shrek series. There's a, there's a lot of, that's the, also a little weird yeah. when they do that. I mean, yeah, it's like, probably Mike Myers just throwing his usual gags in because, yeah, at this point, at this, in, point, yeah, yeah. at this point, he was getting famous enough that people weren't going, no, no, that's not a good idea. Right. Like, and that's, that led yeah. us, that led also, us to the Love Guru, the second worst movie of all time. It's kind of weird that somebody mm. wasn't in the recording booth just saying, like, Mike, Mike, can you try something else? That's that's already a legendary line from Austin Powers. <laughs> or they, yeah. they did it on purpose for the parents or something. Also, um, Donkey yeah. sounded more and more like Mushu to me in this one. There were a lot of times where he sounded exactly like Mushu. But I do love, I loved uh, Hot Shrek really worked for me and like all of the doting women. It's you know, Come on, and, donkey didn't make you that when they and then the noble like scene. The dinner table scene. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Steve thing's fine, but in the dinner table sequence when they're like. Harold, Fiona, Shrek, Donkey. Says his own name. Like, come on. I thought, I, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's John Cleese, Julie yeah. Andrews. John Cleese. No, that, yeah, for sure. I mean, British also, was that, wasn't, I took that as a Rocky Horror homage as well when they're doing that. Which part? The the the, yeah. the naming sequence yeah, huh? there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of elements. Yeah. I, um, fairy godmother. I think worked really, really well yeah. as a foil that kept introducing new problems. Like, yeah, I like how she's presented initially. The sequence again. What we we talked about it last time with the copyrights. I thought that was really wonderful, hilarious satire with the animation style, the be our guest animation style. We yeah. go into that blue but they void didn't do a whole she's number. singing her song. It was really funny, and they're listing all the things. That, <laughs> how do they get away with that? At one point, she I, turns. I mean, it's, at this point, I people think turn into Cogsworth and Lumiere. Yeah. Lumiere. I mean, and I was, Dis- how do they get away with that? Disney does have a sense of humor. It's not just a legal department. And if if that thing's already making, you know, the first one made what God knows how much money. If if they're in on the joke and they're not taking like they're not disparaging it, Disney will go, yeah. I mean, you heard the free Especially guy. Especially if if the price is right, they probably yeah. get paid yeah. something for well, that. And as we know from right? from Roger no, well, Rabbit, like, Dis- Disney will do this. It. Like I was I was talking on uh, on another show, uh, Matt and Mark, uh, about Free Guy when they got the uh, they got bought in the middle. They were in the middle of making that movie when Disney bought them bought fox right and they, they called them up and went hi where you just bought us uh we're wondering can we use some of the disney like library to in the the game world and they just got a, they got an email back going yes you can and they're like okay, okay just to clarify uh what can we use and disney just replied back all of it did they say like we have to did yeah. we have to distribute <laughs> and uh, rights or anything? well they already had it they bought the fucking yeah, so there you go. <laughs> like studio, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's so if Disney's in on the joke and you're not disparaging the character, they will go for it. Hmm. Well, I think I think it paid off. I think yeah. uh, there were I think there were actually even less like 
obvious Disney references this time. There were some vi- like word like she pulls the um, the books off the wall, but I feel mm. like there were less visual mm. references. There were only a couple, but they were smarter. Like I liked the way that they they sometimes paid like homage, like in the style of animation, but not necessarily yeah. literally showing you a character from right. them. They go yeah. clearly. They, they had a Lord of the Rings moment <laughs> when Fiona's ring was up in the air, and then she like got it. Yeah, so they did. They, yeah, you know, the classic. Yeah, I think yeah. Fiona murdered a mermaid too in that montage as a mermaid she threw it and then you just see sharks come out of the water and they're smiling i'm like did she just murder that mermaid yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah i think she ate it um i feel like there's a classic shrek it there was some some funny like sexual innuendo jokes that like made its way in there for the parents and stuff there's still a good amount of that but yeah i don't know for me i feel like this i feel like there was don't let me bring you down don't let me yuck your yum more mayhem yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I definitely had more. I don't know what we called them, Jeff. You you just said you feel like there were more like down moments because of like the characters they were in conflict. They were struggling. They were, they were struggling. Both both couples but were I, struggling. But I had definitely more moments um, in the first one, and I think you did agree with me where I was kind of like bored, where there was just a little bit like what what's happening and On a re-watch, whether or not yeah. this one felt clunky or was too was much. Dave. I feel yeah, like I, I feel like I was entertained the whole time. Anyway, that's Shrek right. too. Did we squeeze two. the squeeze the lemon? Yeah, let's yes. move on. All right, gotta We're save something for if it gets put through. Two thousand five. What a year, John! You gotta get the numbers up there for the best, the highest grossing domestic movies of two thousand five. Yeah, again, domestic folks. Um, so, Revenge of the Sith is the one we're talking about here. But number two, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which I believe is number four. Yeah, that's um, when shit got real. Yeah, the end of that one is yeah. spoiler alert, Cedric fucking dies. Yeah. Where did Cedric come there from? Is, Let's talk about school. We didn't see him for three years. Yeah. yeah, Jeff Jeff loves talking about this. How did the most popular kid in school? How did Robert Pattinson not get talked about until book four, dude? That's it. Give it up. Okay. Um War of the Worlds, number three, which obviously was another summer movie. So technically mm-hmm. that's the number two behind uh, Star Wars Three Revenge of the Sith. Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Then we have um, fucking Chronicles of Narnia, guys. I never really got on board with that yeah, s- that movie. I got series. on board I the like ship ones. I st- I've stood on the ship of the Dawn Treader, like <laughs> on the deck. So I totally got on board, but uh, I didn't like Crikey. the movies. <laughs> that made a ship out of this. Um, Wedding Crashers, yes, number five, dude. How yeah. fuck yeah, God damn it. Oh, Don't I'm so ever glad leave, because I'll for the find year. you. Oh, my Lord, that movie. It deserves everything it has. God, I rewatched she was, that. She was gold in that movie. We watched it last. Elizabeth and I have seen that like twice in the past two years. It's still fucking hilarious. I'm going to make, I'm gonna make so you a bicycle. <laughs> okay. That's it, Charlie. You tell that mean ocean. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that make you love me? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, Batman Begins. Number seven, folks. That, Number seven. Can I put that in context for you? Isn't that fucking crazy? That came uh, it out was... in um, June. 2005 yeah like, and that right was in the number, heart of the summer number 10 in the and nobody, worldwide no, i mean we'd all we'd all had a little uh, trouble with batman before so batman begins everyone was like oh. which is strange. i i saw it at least once I'm, in the theater yeah i, I, saw, it, I, saw, I think i, I saw it twice I, I did we did i don't think we had the that was one of the best movies i've ever seen that like we did with dark knight but still i remember thinking like that was fucking that was fantastic. fucking awesome was yeah like an adult I, Batman I, movie. I mean i put the international box office up at that point because i was still in australia so mm, yeah um madagascar mr and mrs smith hitch 
it's Peter Jackson's King Kong. He waited so long to make it. Yeah. Um, Fantastic Four. I cannot believe that made the top 20. That, that movie was <laughs> not the best that IP. Uh, the original? Well, the original was not bad, but um, there's, a, there's a rumor that came out this week, actually, that some of those characters might be appearing in Deadpool 3. The OG wow. Fantastic Four. Namely, Chris Evans as... Uh, the uh, fucking flame fire so, human yeah, flame yeah, yeah. guy <laughs> and human then uh, so uh, this is fun to think about uh <laughs> I wedding was joking, crashers I didn't forget. <laughs> all right yeah you didn't i was gonna say there's a fucking way you forgot number five <laughs> wedding crashers for the year uh the the beginning of like a big judd apatow movement number 18 the 40 year old virgin so you know mm. We're going to see two directors, a group of stars that we're about to begin like a fucking decade run of just out of the park. Every time they made movies, people went to go see them. Uh, Judd Apatow, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd. It was almost know. like a 60s style rebellion, that one. With the comedies? Like, those no, guys? With, with those guys, yeah. Yeah. I will say that like, I feel like that we're was in the a thing period to go of time see right to now. piss off your parents. <laughs> yeah. We're in a time right now where I feel like the... Uh, like the rated R or the adult comedy is kind of like not really what it was. Yeah, true. But there was a period of time in the early 2000s where like they were still making movies like that and yeah. people still showed up and saw them at least once in a the theater. Mm-hmm. They still made a lot of money. Anyway, Jeff, give um, us some context. I'm going to give you the AFI top 10 for the year. So you got Brokeback Mountain and Crash. Crash famously won Best Picture over Brokeback Mountain despite Ang Lee getting the best director in a clean sweep. Every imaginable award, Ang Lee won for Brokeback Mountain. Uh, Capote, Philip Seymour Hoffman would go on to win Best Actor. The 40-Year-Old Virgin was on the AFI Top 10 list. <laughs> Good night and good luck. The Black and White, George Clooney, get at. A History of Violence, let's go Vigo. King Kong was in that Top 10. Munich, which is, honestly, I think it might, it might, I love West Side Story, it might be Steven Spielberg's best movie since 2000, Munich. It's so goddamn good. Tony Kushner's mm. script. No, um, John mm, Logan's script? No, Tony Kushner's script. Squid of the Whale. Kushner, and then yeah. Syriana would get uh, George Clooney an acting Oscar, which I feel like people tend to forget this nice geopolitical theory. And he beat Jake Gyllenhaal at the Oscars very famously in that supporting category. Paul Giamatti for Cinderella Man was also up. Um, uh, you had Joaquin won the Golden Globes for Walk the Line. That happened this mm. year, right? Nice, um, dude. Was it Walk the Line? The least weird film he's ever made. It had to have been. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, yeah, so that's Reese, Reese Witherspoon. And then um, Rachel Weiss, almost a clean sweep for Junebug. All, or for um, for Constant Gardner, but Amy Adams won for Junebug yeah. there. Michelle Williams broke back. Teddy Newton Crash won some things. But yeah, Rachel Weiss, Constant Gardner, shout out. Wallace and Gromit, best animated movie. Uh, and It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp wins best song. <laughs> Uh, a couple quick movies that are going to jump out because we're getting on with this segment. There's a couple good ones. Dude, I don't uh, think you'll ever top blame Canada at the Oscars. Oh, yeah, they're on acid when they show up. Yeah, it's amazing. It's fucking um, hilarious. White Noise. William scene. There we go. Rapid Canada. Fire. White Noise. Electra. Hide and Seek. Boogeyman. Man of the House. Sinbad. What's up? Be Cool. The Jacket. Pacifier. Hostage. Ballad of Jack and Rose. We love Ballad of Jack and Rose. Mm-hmm. Sin City. Fever Pitch. The Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds kind of fucked me up. Reefer Madness, the movie musical. Congrats to John and company for their 250th episode on Life is But a Song. We were on there talking about Reefer Madness, which came out on 420 this year. (laughs) Go listen to our Reefer Madness episode. The Interpreter, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Valley, House of Wax, Kicking, Screaming, Longest Yard remake, Lords of Dogtown's a good movie. 
Yeah, Wait, is that two? the House of Wax that burnt down Studio 8 at Warner Brothers? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Four Brothers no, there's a, there's got to keep There's a funny story about two. that because I was there the night it happened. North Country Jarhead, Kiss Kiss Bang what? Bang, Pride and Prejudice, wow. Exorcism of yeah. Emily Road, Corpse Bride. Dave, what are you talking about? We were, no, we, I was working uh, at the time I was working in the theme park next door when they, they burnt down Studio 8 at the end of... Um, uh, like they weren't even supposed to be filming it that night but basically the thing went up we saw this glow we heard all these fucking sirens alarms going off so of course where they're doing a night function we jumped in the in a car and went up there so and all these cameras are filming like there's fire going off and everything if they'd panned just to their right they would have seen me and Batman sitting in the <laughs> Batmobile watching this fucking thing burn <laughs> this is in Australia? this is in Australia yeah oh my god they burned, oh, they burned down Did Studio it? 8 at the end of House of Wax yeah Fucking Warner Brothers just caught on fire here last week. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned they oh mentioned God. the uh, the House of Wax story, which is kind of a weird big deal because Warner Brothers infamously like a lot of their fucking studio burnt down like a long, long time ago. One of their massive stages in the back like caught on fire and like mm -hmm. fucking lot burned down. Yeah, it was like fifteen million dollars damage. I think they took the whole studio the out. One, it was the one you down. saw. Yeah, they took out yeah, a whole sound stage. Damn. But yeah, me and Batman uh, were hanging on the hill. <laughs> I want to call out two of my, we didn't say it in the last year, but this year, some really fantastic um, Asian martial arts after the mm. Crouching Tiger kind ah. of gave birth to like, what if we do dramas? Is daggers? This year's Daggers and last ah. year was Hero. So ah. 2004, Hero, Jet Li, this one, House of Flying Draggers, Yao Zhuang. How do you say his? I'm going to fuck that up, the director. But magnificent movies god i love those i just it was so weird like where we had there was a period of time where like we could go see it's foreign films were not super super commercial but these kind of poked through after a crouching tiger there were some movies like this that really made their way and i love both of those movies so much nice um, um blade the trinity oh sorry <laughs> blade trinity oh my god um, where say at least two-thirds of the cast gave a fuck <laughs> oh, segwaying back into revenge of the sith here revenge of the sith had the highest day ever 50 million dollars in a single day i think that's been broken since but 50 yeah. million dollars it topped spider-man 2's 40 million dollars so it literally tacked on 25 percent well, I, I can understand that because attack of the clones was a better movie so it yeah, got, it's true it was because a much better movie than, matter though because these are the first but, day people didn't but hear. like everybody saw attack of the clones and they were like great yeah we'll go and see the third option and to, the, to third make sure one. we're dotting our i's and crossing our t's goblet of fire technically made more money in the worldwide box office but it didn't come out in the summer and it's our show <laughs> kidding but star wars <laughs> is um revenge of the sith so let's do it um john i saw you rewatching yeah. this i rewatched this I yeah, actually did not rewatch this because I watched oh, was all then. of these like last year. I so I, I put on God. I put on uh, Attack of the Clones to to because I didn't want to miss the middle of the story, and I I think I lasted up until Anakin and Padme reunited, which is about Classic. 15 15 minutes in the movie, and I turned it off, went straight to number three. That sweet house though <laughs> on Lake Como is fucking what's up, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having some sex there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not buzzing that. Sounds great. Jesus. Okay, Davis. Um, <laughs> Come on, Lake Como. We're all having sex in Lake Como. We're, we're at that place. Let's go. Can all we right. call the show off? <laughs> Who wants to talk about this first? Revenge of the Sith. I'll go first this time because sure. Dave is hesitating. <laughs> um, I agree uh, with Dave that number two for me is is the best movie for sure of the one, the first one, two, three. It's my favorite. As I talked about last time, it's number definitely two? the 
Yes. So I'll get to three in a second. The politics, I feel like, are the best part about one, two, and three. It's not, for me, it's not necessarily about building up the the saga between Obi-Wan and Anakin. It's not about Padme and Anakin. I'm sorry, but like it, all it those things could have been- It wasn't about them until later when they bought Clone Wars, the animated series in. Sure. Which, yeah. you know, and maybe they pull it off better then, but it's just not as much of a standout for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I agree. So anyway, that said, I think the only, I think the best part of Revenge of the Sith is what's happening politically and with the Clone Wars. So you have- you know, all this stuff that's happening right there. For me, what's happening with Anakin because he's becoming Darth is just, it almost feels like fodder. And I know that like, there was no way they wrote themselves into that corner where he, of course he has to become him at that point, but there's just a little bit of, it's just, it's just so heavy handed that when mm -hmm. they finally arrive at the, at the big fight at the end, I'm super, super rooting for Obi-Wan. Like I'm I'm in the right place. They're they are setting me up to go into four. It's tragic, but there are just some elements of Anakin's, you know, position as a new Sith that just feel a little bit there's so little conflict in him that there's almost no journey. So it kind of forces us into just feeling like when is Obi-Wan going to to do what he has to do? Mm, so right, when but... he finally... <laughs> sure, sure, sure. When he finally... Mm, I shouldn't I have said you're my... right. <laughs> <laughs> my hair stand up on my arm when Obi-Wan steps out of the plane, when he finally goes there at the end and, and he knows I have to do this because I'm totally on his side. Like, I yeah, get the feelings there. He sells that. There. It's bad, yeah. And I mean, Ewan McGregor works his fucking ass off in number two and number three of these movies. He also oh, has yeah. the whole Except other for this. part. You, the hand oh, you acting like is that? not good for me. It just that he hand didn't, he didn't, he didn't hand sell acting. that. I was like, uh, oh, I'm angsty. I'm angsty. Sure, no. sure, 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 sure. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, trilogies are fucking hard, so I'm not gonna like hate on this too much. It's hard, it's hard to wrap shit up, even if. You know, you know, you're going to move into something else, but there's something about that. I guess it's, I guess that, I guess that might be what it is. There's such a lack of conflict in Anakin that we kind of already know what's going to happen the whole time. You're kind of just watching these things kind of play out a little bit. And I think, I don't know. I think that's always just frustrated me. And then without picking on the movie, like, I don't want to pick on it, but there are elements of how, how they portray Anakin in that state of mind. And then at the very end with him becoming Darth Vader, no, it's just, yeah. it's just kind of no, silly. Much. That was naff. Yeah. And you I think it, it's just, yeah. whereas number two kind of feels like a number more adult a detective story. version. Yeah. I like that. I like the yeah. detective story. And I, and I do love that. Yeah. yeah. So, I just don't like the love I, dialogue. <laughs> do you want to hear yeah. a really funny story? Just for fun, I busted out the AI because I had access to ChatGPT4 for like a minute. And I was like, find me talking points about the production of Revenge of the Sith to see what it came up with. And I immediately yeah. canceled the whole idea because the, one, of the, one of the points to come up with was the uh, lightsaber fight, the final lightsaber fight in the movie was filmed on the planet Mustafar, which is a volcanic, and one of the cameras actually melted during shooting. That was a talking <laughs> wow. point it offered me to talk <laughs> about. Yeah, folks. Yeah. So yeah, don't so use just it. Stop <laughs> using your fucking AI. <laughs> so I threw the shit out, and I, I was like, I, I sat there and did internet research. But uh, I, I will say, fucking Obi Wan is a dick. 
It's like, yeah, what? I I loved your I loved your your father. Yeah, I left him burning, sizzling, screaming, and moaning on the side of a rock and fucked off. Like the guy's still alive. He's cut his legs off. He's caught fire. He's still screaming, and he's walked off. He's walked off, off in the sunset. It's you yeah, murdered a right? bunch of children. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, he did, that's fair. That's fair. He did that's a fair completely point. turn. Yeah. Christopher uh, Lee loves being the villain who dies but, very like, early in the third. Yeah, I mean, a Jedi above right? a mercy stroke. <laughs> Christopher. Okay, I want to say, uh, like Christopher Lee and Ian McDivitt are the only two who understood their assignment in this movie, in all of the movies, in that yeah. whole trilogy. They understood their fucking assignment and they rocked it. Hmm. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with who that. Who was the other person? Who'd you say? Lee and who? Uh, the ch- Palpatine. Palpatine. Ian McDermott. He yeah, understood I mean, his assignment. Like, even in the first one, like, the when he, com- like that, he comes you know. in and they've just announced him as a candidate, the look of pride on his face immediately sells, think- that's a fucking Sith Lord. I think but nobody gets it. They, they 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 told us visually at the end of the first movie, at the end of um, uh, Phantom Menace, that he was obviously not that there was any doubt, but he was obviously the emperor. I don't know if they they pulled it off really well. That it's a secret that everybody knows except people yeah. in the movie. So I think that was kind of hard. The thing for for me in this one that was tough because I actually like the politics too. But if you just track the Jedi Council, and we've already talked in the past, like they should have done the Jedi training. So they did it with the animated animated yeah. series, but the Jedi Council just sits in that room and that's it. So yep. we'll see them and then it'll cut to the Senate and they'll see them they're, and then it'll cut like to the Senate guys and then they'll see them and then they're like three guys that just zoom in once a week yeah, and judge nothing. everyone and then, or something. So, and then they finally send Obi-Wan out to find Grievous and then they say, okay, he's got Grievous. Oh, the Senate is compromised so we're going to have to take over the Senate and the Jedi Council's not moving. They're just in this room talking. That's the only time we see them. So it, yeah. even though we're cross-cutting a lot so like the story is moving forward, they're not and the yeah, senate they're the moving. fucking and like, judean people's front from life of brian it's just i like the detective story thing was such a good idea yeah. and they were in motion a lot <laughs> in the second movie and 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 even though the second movie is not great because a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the love something's stuff and a lot happening, of the things, something's but, actually happening but in this movie there's just a lot of talking 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 and then obi-wan just finds grievous and there's a fight and it's like man we didn't earn that at all like it just he, because he had one conversation at the dock, he's like, "We found them, so I'm going to go on this beautiful peacock, and then I'm going to be there." And it's like, it just kind of bummed me. Monster. It yeah. just got, yeah. and so the, the the battles were huge. But honestly, it's like usually I, when I'm doing rewatches, sometimes I fast forward to the battles because I've seen these movies a million times and I just want to remember the yucks. And it's like, and this time I should have just fast forwarded through the scenes. So even though the hmm. politics stuff is good, all they're doing is talking about it. That's it. And it's too much. It's too bad because there is good stuff in here. This I think this is the best out of the three. I disagree with John on that, but. I also, I think parts of two are better, including seeing the clones. Nothing is better in this whole series than the first time Obi-Wan shows up on that planet. It's raining, he sees it, and then they realize they've been compromised and they're trying to keep him there. That is the best part of this whole series. I do like, yeah, I do. Do you know the original cut of this movie was like four hours long? Almost four hours long? Uh, They're always always really long. Yeah. I don't like, I do not like that last battle with Grievous, though. I I don't like the the CGI monster of of all these... the, the whole CGI of it all with these one through three. I just don't enjoy Grievous yeah. as a character. I don't feel like they gave him. I don't feel like they gave him a lot of. There's a really no reason for you him. Want, they just a, needed a villain. Okay, he, he and be cool. The coolest with moment more in this lightsabers film, than Darth Maul. Yeah, the with coolest, just lots of lightsaber. Yeah. yeah, the coolest moment in this film is when Yoda walks through that fucking door. Sure, and I just mean, boom, knocks the guards yeah, out. Come on. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, when he grabs the two. And of course, like I said, when, when Anakin walks out of the ship, or uh, Obi-Wan, I get yeah. the feelings. When, when even though we saw Yoda kick some ass at the end of two, when Yoda walks in, you're just waiting for him to show up so him and McDermott can fucking go to town on each other. And that's a good fight. Like, that's still a fun fight. How Only if, because we didn't really talk about this because we didn't talk about two, with the one through threes, you're either on board with CGI jumping all over the place, Yoda, or you're not. So if well, number yeah. two's fight didn't work for you, this one in two they didn't were still either. they were still half and half. Um, for the still shots, yeah. they used Puppet Yoda, but yeah, this is yeah, the yeah, first yeah. this is the first time they went full CG. The best part about the fight in number three, though, which I'll give them credit for, because I was always as a kid so intrigued by why is this master on this weird planet by himself. I like that he loses. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the actual losing and the way he goes about it. You know, I, I think they track it pretty well emotionally through the fight, but I like that he puts himself into exile. I thought, you know, I thought That's that cool. was kind of a touching hmm. story piece that he was so ashamed. I failed. Big picture, yeah. that seems kind of not very Jedi of you to just I mean, give up yeah. and put yourself in exile. Who, no, who hasn't <laughs> had their ass handed to them and skulked off to a foreign planet with a swamp? Like, you can't go fucking punish yourself and then tell me try or tr- <laughs> tr- there is no try. There is only do. You know, so I feel like it always cool. he kind of sped in his own face a little bit. But, and it's gaggy um, with the Wookiees and stuff, and it's, but it's fine. It's I wish they did. I wish they had more to do with Natalie Portman. They kind of turned her into like. I was just about to say, character. how do you feel about her? Because her arc is super two dimensional, and then at the very end, yeah, she got benched for this whole movie almost. She she was pregnant. Yeah. They said they literally said, "You're pregnant. We don't know what to do with you." <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's she not- was a much, much bigger part of number two. Yeah. Like, I like how they elevated her up a lot yeah. in number two. Um, all right, guys. I, I also, well, the last thing I'll say too is I'm just a bum too. And, and this, I know this, the Clone Wars and all those kinds of things. It, because, because they didn't have the effects in the first, in the original trilogy, whenever there was a Jedi, there was power. You could feel that they're in tune with the walls and stuff. In this case, the Jedi just talk. And it's like, I really, I don't need them to fight. I don't need the battles, but I just want to feel that. What is it like to have somebody who's that present and emanates literally the energy of the universe and is in full control? Except for and Samuel L. Jackson, who got to choose his that- own lightsaber color. Well, yeah, well, great. He got to choose his own color. That makes everything right in the world. No, I mean, the yes, his little, his moment with, with the Palpatine was great. You know, that was a good turn. Yeah. It was a little kitschy because, of course, it was Samuel L. Jackson. So it's a little like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like, we must call on the Wookiees. And it's like, yes, he we all stands love to this day so, yeah. by the fact that he's not dead either, by the way. Sure. But like, I just, I didn't, I just don't feel it. I, I can't believe you have these Jedis after years and decades of people obsessing over them. Well, that's why they fell. The and I don't feel them. I don't feel the power. That's why they fell. The They're saying the new Jedis are very cocky. Everyone's getting Cheap a little bit excuse. cocky. Cheap ass yeah, excuse. pride, you fall. I, I want them to yeah, feel it and be wrong. They heavy-handedly not, not say shit. it in the movie. Those cocky <laughs> bastards. Those cocky bastards. All right, anyway, I don't need to talk about this anymore. Fuck, I really we don't want to vote well, for Shrek. We should I really be don't want to vote for Shrek, too. We just complained a lot about I'm just curious where we're going to go with this, because once again, I think all three of us will happily sit down and watch these movies if anybody mm-hmm. wants to hang out. and you know we. But yeah. we, they're easy to gripe about. Can we There's a Raiders lot of back? things that Can don't Raiders work about yeah. one, two, and three. Can Raiders beat them? So let's, let's see, you guys. Let's put it to the test. I'm going to make Jeff Ostermuller no, vote first because he was going, talking I'm going shit. This. I'm going this. No. I'm going, I'm going uh, Revenge of the Sith. Shrek 2 was not all fun right, for me. Right, At least right. this one had good action sequences, even though I shat on this Dave? one. Dave? minutes. Shrek 2. Oh. Wow. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Do it. I'm going Revenge of the Sith. Yes! Uh, uh, oh, my I, God! I Fuck all of us. We have to disagree. Oh, Dave is always on the Lonely Island. Dave is always on the Lonely Island. I can't believe we just shat all over this movie. I can't believe this. Nobody's going to take us seriously ever again. We just shat as much all as over I, this movie. Do, do, well, I really? think the proof is in the pudding. I think the proof is, is in the pudding. Dave, what the fuck are Dave. you talking about? Ready? Ready? Hold on. Wait, I think we're going to answer it right now. Wait, how did which John movie vote have for you this? Seen, which movie have you seen more? Shrek 2 or Revenge of the Sith? Shrek 2. Liar. No, absolutely. Like the 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 prequel trilogy is a band in my house. My wife will not sit through them. I can't. But also, like I own them. I can't. But no, I've seen Shrek two more than I've seen episode three. Matt, Uh, you don't have to call. We know. (laughs) We know. I no, I can't believe that just happened. (laughs) Fuck! I can't believe that just happened. (sighs) Sorry, John. That's what I felt last week. Yep. Dave, what does it feel like to be on that lonely island every week? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't know whether to go pee or kill myself. <laughs> this is just a chill. I should buzz you, but I should right. also buzz us for doing this. I can't, I, John, I can't believe you voted for this movie. <laughs> what the hell? I can't believe it Ra- either. I can't believe Raiders and fucking Ghostbusters are out. <laughs> I can't wait for your vet next day at film school. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> this. All right, people. Enough is enough. We have spoken somehow he's not paying you star your tuition wars John. That said, one star wars <laughs> oh, movie on. is a, a second star wars movie has advanced only two well i guess if you count the original one. okay so three out of the six have advanced but people we have to take a very 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 short break you're gonna hear some docile for a second go listen to docile on all your shit we're gonna refill and pee and we'll see you Don't in a second put it on your youtube videos it's a battle dead man's chest <laughs> against spider man three see you soon what do you think's gonna win <laughs> who fucking knows after what just happened We're back. All right, we're, we're back. back. We're back. I Apparently, I need my, oh, the only animated films that are going to get through for me are ones that make me cry because I, 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 Nemo. You said only stood good out. things I'm about Shrek Two. I'll make you cry, motherfucker. <laughs> you said only good things about Shrek Two and only negative things about Revenge of the Sith, and then it moves on. Man, Matt, and Mark, don't, you don't even. We don't even yeah. need you. To, we know. We Dude, the whole know. like this, I'm going to tag this so the whole internet comes for you. <laughs> Yeah, I can actually see Mad Mark. I I love you guys, but I could see you guys being like, no, one through three are the best episodes. I could see y'all. I could see y'all like <laughs> writing an entire dissertation. I on could how see episodes one through three are the best. I could Star see Wars. Mark saying Phantom Menace is the worst movie's ever seen. Yeah, stop the trying to justify your bonehead fucking decision. The third movie's decision. the best movie he's ever seen. <laughs> I can actually see that. So. All right, we got to move on. It is now officially time for Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest again. Spider-Man Three, obviously the best movies in their respective franchises, <laughs> up against each other. So we're going to start with 2006 and Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. But John, give us some context. What movies made some money, certainly domestically, in 2006? And while he's doing that, Jeff, domestically. Yeah, sure. Uh, Pixar reigning true. Man, they have been top five every year basically that they are making any movies cars is number two right behind dead man's chest the first cars Ooh. movie owen wilson That's leading the pack. Movie. and we should say dead man's chest fucking smoked all of these movies it's close yeah yeah it's almost 100 million more domestically um, cars yeah domestically, <laughs> domestically. uh x-men <laughs> three the last stand somehow is still number three I, we did as a community i don't think we liked that I, movie I as much as we I wanted can't buzz to that. but no that was terrible 
Uh, are you buzzing yourself? Well, that you, well, that <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. buzz. Uh, number four, The Da Vinci Code. Number five, Superman Returns. Six, I love Ice The Da Vinci Age. Code. Sure. Especially the first one. The first one is fun. Yeah. That theme that Hans Zimmer writes. God, that's ah. good. Mm. Um, uh, Happy Feet, number seven. Oh, yeah. Number eight. Guys, help me out here. Over the Hedge. I think <laughs> I like to think of myself as someone who knows movies. Yeah, what is yeah, I don't even remember that movie. No, that's it was a very obscure animated film. Okay, I did not see it. Yeah. I don't even remember it. Um, number nine, Casino Royale. Fuck yes, dude. Yeah. Dude, Had what me in the a first fucking five minutes. great first movie of a new Bond. God, I love that movie. And number Casino 10, Royale. we get, they're back again. I told you that we are in a period of time where these comedies are going to be coming out. Talladega Nights. Hell yeah! The Ballad yeah. of Ricky Bobby, number ten, fantastic. So we're, we're right I'm in the midst yeah. of that shit. Yeah, first to last, it's so good. Save it, Jeff. What do we got for the uh, the more Fun, serious? Funnily enough, I had, I had a car accident once where a guy pulled out of a bar in front of me, and I he was driving like his dad's sports car, and I was driving like one ton of Australian Tirana steel, and I hit the brakes. I'm sliding, and uh, I, I, yeah, I, I. But I'm sliding. I can see this is not going to work. I'm not going to stop in time. And I took the time in mid-slide to say the Tom Cruise line, oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then right. I hit the guy. And I got out of the car. I'm like, hi, oh. how you doing? Because, yeah, he, he <laughs> so just pulled out in front of me drunk. <laughs> Shit. Did I give you a dinty? <laughs> yeah, good story, Dave. I fucked up, didn't I? Yeah. No, I, drew away from, I drove away from that. He didn't. Um, wow. So, um, for Hit worldwide box Dave. office, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest made more than a billion dollars at the worldwide box office. And number two is actually The Da Vinci Code at seven sixty-seven. A billion um, dollars. Yeah, mm. this movie. So much money. Yeah, Casino Royale, a Bond movie, made half as much. If I remember as correctly, I think they were paying Johnny Depp like sixty million dollars a movie for these movies well because i think I, yeah. I think it was, they were but building like, in the fact that they knew they were going to hit these goals but every time yeah. he came to australia we killed one of his dogs so well yeah that was the goal <laughs> yeah, he kept sneaking the little fuckers in. in yeah um sony pictures made three billion dollars is the highest gross for them that ever politician was a um, fucking idiot uh devin chess only the third movie to make a billion dollars and now it sits as the 35th highest grossing movie of all time but at the time it was number three so that just shows you how much fucking marvel ruined all of these statistics do you remember okay what was it behind what was number two and number one well titanic was number one yeah and then spider-man it's kind of i think it's spider-man 2 i think that I th that's my guess but i i don't know man. anyway um so best film was all over the place so at the golden globes it was ba it was babylon dream girls and then you have um the departed little miss sunshine and the queen won the bafta and then The Departed would go on to win Best Picture at the Oscars. So this is probably best known as the year that Martin Scorsese finally wins for The Departed. And they must have known mm -hmm. he was going to win because Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, and George Lucas presented the Oscar for Best Director. So you're telling yeah. me they didn't know that this guy was going to... Can you imagine if they give it to somebody else? Apparently <laughs> they imagine? don't, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and they made a joke about winning Oscars, and George Lucas was like, I never won an Oscar. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Forrest no, Whitaker basically George. does a... Forrest Whitaker does a clean sweep for The Last King of Scotland, which is funny because James McAvoy probably has a bigger role in that movie, but Idi is Idi Azim. I mean, it's his Apocalypse Now win. It's his Marlon win, yeah. right? Um, and Sasha Baron Cohen wins the Golden Globe for Best Comedies. He gives a very strange speech, but because he was very surprised. Helen Mirren does a clean sweep for The Queen, 
And Meryl Streep wins Best Comedy for Devil Wears Prada. So we're talking heavy hitters here. Jennifer Ooh. Hudson does a clean sweep. Literally a queen, every single yeah. imaginable category yeah. for Dreamgirls. And then this is a famous cat. This That's is a Dream famous Girls win. Dreamgirls is when Eddie Murphy stormed out of the Oscars when he didn't win, Well, right? as I was just about to say. So Eddie won, Eddie won almost every award <laughs> except <laughs> for... I forget. Actually, I don't say for, I think it was the BAFTA. Alan Arkin only won the BAFTA and the Oscar. And Alan Arkin passed away this R. past R. week. All right, P. Oh my Cheers. gosh. And honestly, look, Eddie Murphy was so goddamn good in Dreamgirls. Alan Arkin in Little Miss Sunshine is just, oh my it's God. just so yeah. special, man. That scene that went viral, I, I shared it. Even with, even with his Get Smart performance is amazing. <laughs> do you think I'm a loser? Why you, whoa, whoa, I, daddy hates losers. Oh my God, that whole scene. A loser is someone who didn't even try. You're trying, aren't you? Well, then you're not a loser. Ugh. Okay. William Dude, Monaghan wins for The Departed. Chief, are you, th are you thinking Oscar. what I'm thinking? Are you thinking, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I'm going to die? <laughs> fuck a lot of girls. Oh, my God. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine wins. Um, Pan's Labyrinth wins uh, film not in the English oh, language. And this is also yeah. a famous year because the in An Inconvenient Truth, Al Gore, was apparently 15 years ahead of his time when it comes to climate change. And it also won, uh, I think that's no, song. He, he was right on time. They fucking ignored him. Actually, George H.W. <laughs> Bush talked about climate change in the 80s. So God, we're fucking stupid. We deserve, yeah. to, we deserve to all die. All of us. A couple other movies well, that came that's, out this okay, year. We're gonna. <laughs> uh, when a Stranger Calls a Date Movie. Failure to launch. Fucking McConaughey. She's the man. Thank you for smoking. That movie She's kind of fucked man. me up. That movie, the end of it, where he tells, he says on to Congress, like, I don't mind if my kid smokes. And then ugh. Slither, oh, the bench warmers, the really breakup. The Owen, uh, the Omen remake. Uh, Nacho Libre, Nacho! Click, Superman <laughs> Nacho! Returns. I forget if you're mentioned. <laughs> Never seen Yumi that. and Dupree, World Trade Center. Talladega Nights, you had mentioned Step Up. The Illusionist Snakes on a Plane, of course, came out this year. Idlewilds, Idiocracy, The Wicker Man, Little Children, Man of the Year. This is also a good Clinton okay. year because Flags of Our Fathers, shut up, Dave. Flags of Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima came out. <laughs> I also really like Mary Antoinette, A Good Year, Stranger Than Fiction, Apocalypto, The Holiday Pursuit of Happiness, Rocky Balboa, Good Shepherd, Night at the Museum, people, come on. And we are Marshall. I will now shut the fuck up, you dick. <laughs> Do we have any time to talk about the movie? Cards of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, you just feel like 20, we got 10 minutes each. Yeah, what are we talking about? Dave, um, did you watch it? Dave, did you watch this again this week? It's on Disney+. Yes, Plus. I, I did. I oh, absolutely did. Um, this is a ride. I like, and I mean, not based on a ride. It's this a movie, is a ride Dave. It's based itself, on a yeah. ride. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, How's it going, everybody? Fucking hell. John's going to see friends later, so we, uh, we want to be nice and saucy. Gotta drive. <laughs> Whoa, dear. <laughs> you have chosen. We should poorly. not laugh about that. <laughs> we should not laugh. Ubers are not cheap, uh, but they are. Yeah, no, I don't support this. Um, safe. Yeah, I just want to say like there was so much good in this, but it was it was very stacked. Um like clunky? Like there's a, no, that, just too just much stuff just or? like there's a lot of action beats. They really it could have been a bit shorter. Oh, they went yeah. nuts with the action beats. Like they took it a little too long like in both of these, I want to say, like uh these and we'll talk about Spider-Man later, they take so long to get to like the featured villain. I can't believe Raiders because, isn't going on in these movies because, are going on. Because, like, Davy Jones doesn't turn up till like, 50 minutes in the film. And in the next ones, like, Venom doesn't turn up until, like, 50 minutes in either. 
they they take so long they've got so much other stuff to do before they get to like revealing the main villain but when they do bill nye fucking took this role and owned it and it was the first like one of the first like motion tracking graphics ilm did i want to say um that was so fucking precise like every facial expression that guy pulled, yeah, it eyes, came man. through. And the, he's an octopus. He's a fucking octopus. He's got an octopus for a head. But like, <laughs> it was he was so sinister. He's great. And Jones, they, too. yeah. And then they they also took the the really weird decision. Uh, like I say weird, but like they gave the female lead layers. Like she made Kara? decisions that weren't exactly possibly things you would agree with in the, throughout the whole movie uh like when like i mean this is a massive spoiler but like when she like seduces johnny and chains him to the fucking thing because she goes she's like the kraken's only after you i can save my husband yeah and chains him like she she has this whole extra layer to it like they built up the female character a lot really well in that i i like this really a lot i had a lot of fun on the rewatch it was a little long that's the only thing I'll say. I think they all are. Um, yeah, I agree. I did not rewatch it this week. I'm going to be honest. I had a busy week, so I couldn't watch everything. But we watched them for the franchise face-off, and I think I rewatched a couple of them uh, since then. I like this one. I, I agree with you, Dave, that I don't think it's as tight as number one, and that might be the ultimate problem mm. with as they continue into their franchise. They're just not quite as airtight. They rely a lot on their action sequences, which get more and more spectacular. Um, but ultimately, all you're really wanting from these, Jeffrey Rush set such a high bar uh, with the first one. Yeah. Oh, I think Bill so Nye's Davy Jones, I think he does a good job. It's, you know, we're kind of expecting it now, which like, that's, that's the hard part about franchise. You're kind of expecting I another mean, performance like that. Yeah. But there's I think a, he brings there's it. A re- I think there's a reason Jeffrey Rush Brett walks down the stairs at the end of that movie. Yeah. Of and does that, it's like, it's does like, we're never going to do you? better than this. Yeah. Of this does that work or? for you that he, that well, he's yeah, back? Because he nailed the fucking first one so well. I when he turned up and he's cold. like, yeah, I'm your oh. captain now. It's like, oh, fucking hell. Like, you must start believing in ghost stories. <laughs> You're in one. Back to work. Oh, so my good. God. He's so yeah. good. They never know. Look at Back to this work. One, this That's one, again, the, the, the Jeff O line, the, they had a lot of, they were clearly having fun. Like, everybody mm. everybody knew what their job was yeah. in this movie. I think they pulled off successfully and everybody was having a blast. And you could just see, like, these, all, you know, these so many serious actors. And I do, I do want to point out that I completely agree, Dave. The most, the best thing about the writing for these movies, for me, is that the relationship between Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, and, and Johnny Depp, so the two of them and Johnny Depp's pirate, are never yeah. rock solid. There's no, always a little bit of doubt toward Johnny and Therefore, we always have a little bit of doubt of can we trust him all the time? I mean, yeah, he's to just buffoon, be honest, but like we also this, they also try to make him out to be best, kind of like a genius. This is the best because role of Johnny that, Depp's ever played. I that's would not say. true, but there's a <laughs> but there's, <laughs> consistently. But there, it's they for, for somebody who presents himself as such as such a buffoon. They do a really good job of giving him a lot of 
there's more depth to him in terms of his scheming. You're never quite sure like where he's going to be. And he always turns out to be a little bit smarter or a little bit dumber than you expected. And you can never quite put your yeah. your finger on it. It's great. It's, yeah. it's the worst, like it's the really worst really though, because it's like even when he fucks up, he pivots and succeeds. It's, yeah. it's one of those people you love to hate. I think this movie's 20 minutes too long and it's all in the action sequences. I think, I think the movie itself was surprising surprisingly entertaining for me it, it's it's a good one it's the last I, for me it's the last really good pirates movie yeah, yeah. i i i remember mm. seeing the first one in, i remember seeing <laughs> sure, the first sure. one in theaters and i showed up with my friend like You're not wrong i showed up with oh, my shit. friend like when the movie started back when you didn't have assigned seats and i remember be, having to sit in like the second row because it was so packed and just being knocked out by the first i think the first yeah. movie is such a fun especially to give you that like kid you know sense of like wonderment and pirates like the first the... movie I saw as part of a triple feature and it was Scary Movie 3 and something else <laughs> and this. triple feature? Yeah, oh it was a triple God. feature. We were there for like Everyone hours. Went home alone that night. And uh, you, you paid for this ticket and you went in and we I, like, I got through Scary Movie. I'm like, whatever, I'll fucking sleep through Pirates, whatever that is. And it blew me the fuck away. I didn't sleep yeah. a minute. And yeah. we're talking like two in the morning. Minute. What a glowing review. <laughs> two That's in the funny. morning, though. So, like, well, I say that because, <clears throat> so in this movie, they made the choice to, to do the callbacks. You even had the dog with the keys in yeah. this movie. You had, I mean, they uh, had the monkey to. again. You, you needed the dog with the keys that was guarding the prison in the first movie. I don't know if you needed that. No, one, jail, that's that's from but... the ride. You need a reference to the ride. That's, yeah, but that's... now we're on the second movie. They can do whatever they want. I think so. The action. So when they go to like the Caribbean island, it's it's the action sequences are great, but it got a little silly. Where did Jack you watch all the after credit scene? God. He, he, they did the three PO thing. Get out of here. Where they do the C three PO thing, where he's a god, and um, you know they don't know if he's lost his way. But I agree with what you're saying, John, in the sense that like you never knew what he was up to. So in this, for that reason, maybe honestly, like. I think the, the big knock on this is that the plot is complicated because you have these multiple plots that all intersect. So you have, it opens with essentially the same thing as the first one where there's this hanging, right? Or at least the end of the first one, except now it's raining and they're gonna speed through it and it's Will and Elizabeth are hanging for abating, uh, abetting pirates. Also Tom Hollander, who's one of my favorite British actors, I've seen him in a play, is essentially playing the exact same role he played when he played King George III in John Adams, it's just like that British royal role, except in this case, it's the, uh, the East oh India shit, Trading dude, Company. Oh shit, I forgot that was him. <laughs> yeah, the East India Trading Company. So anyway, so they need to do that yeah. unless they get this thing from Jack, which is the compass, and that's actually because of his number two, John Tom Hollander's number two, who happens to be what the fuck is that guy's name from the first one? You know, the guy that's in, that's supposed to be engaged to Elizabeth to Karen yeah, in the first yeah. movie. Meanwhile, name? Captain Jack has to go to find this ship from hell to get the heart, which is in a chest. So it's very complicated. And then all of a sudden you're on this Caribbean island with these weird fucking like tumbling, rolling spin wheels and guys that are running around in one of those like connects things where like somehow they can run around, but they can't escape it. And it's like, it's a little silly and it runs on forever. But the actual plot and the boat from hell, and then when you meet Bootstraps and he slowly gets worse and worse throughout the film, he gets more and more <laughs> gross and it's Stellan Skarsgård. All of that stuff, Will meeting Elizabeth again, it's really good. I yeah. really like that stuff. It's just the action sequences are way too long. And if they tightened it up, it would make it more believable I mean, that they decided Vinsky. to raise people from the dead. That They literally were like, let's raise people from the dead and hope the audience doesn't mind. And... Um, I don't know. It works. I, th I thought it was cool because the they did introduce it. They introduced it in the first dead. one that they're undead, so they have some <laughs> magic. They can play yeah. with magic. 
the rum jokes back on the island the oh Dibby my Gala. god the, 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 the universal good. question why good. is the rum always gone and it's all good <laughs> they pull up well but also but but what yeah, it allows johnny depp to do is you never know what he's playing because there's so many different moving pieces to this is he is yeah. he helping will and, and that is he helping is he finding the heart is he conniving is he using people and i really think that works really well for this main character that in a way yeah. gets sidelined with all these side plots but it really works well it is interesting it, uh, just how you're able to have a main character in this kind of movie almost be an anti-hero a bumbling anti-hero who's never yeah. actually in control it's it's i've never really seen he, another I mean, series pull that yeah. off before he's absolutely unscrupulous like you will yeah. you cannot trust him he will sell you out he's a pirate is the third one ian mcshane is that blackbeard i think that's the okay, fourth it doesn't one matter. it doesn't world's matter. end no the third one is when they I go think... to the underworld and bring johnny back I think really? Blackbeard right. is the fourth one. Yeah, yeah no, that him. is because that, okay. that, that's what Barbosa does. They basically make a deal with the dead. Yeah. Use Barbosa to help oh, yeah, find the like flying the voodoo person. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that shit. I tried to watch all these during the franchise phase. So, Jeff, you're right. I think this movie, even if you just took out the spinning wheels part, I think it would probably be a better movie. I don't. I feel like there's some silliness in the action that. You know what? I was There's on line, board for you know? that. Like you, you want you want some silliness in oh, this and, movie. And Jack falls six hundred like, feet and doesn't die. You know, like those things. They, it's just they're they're really getting they're playing with fire with that kind of stuff. Bring people yeah. back from the dead, but like falling seven hundred mm. feet, it gets a little tricky. But I still think on the whole it works. <laughs> but they they, they really too. walked up I do to the line. I still, I, yeah, I do definitely think it works. And for me, it's still, it's always going to be relative to the villain. And I think Bill Naive did. Did a just, wonderful job. Just the just best. Like he met. He really yes. did. Yeah. He met the bar of Jeffrey yeah. Rush. I didn't know who he so, was. I looked yeah. him up and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the guy from, from Love Actually." Shaun of the Dead. Like, I didn't. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I didn't know he was a legend. I just. I knew he was awesome. But, Fucking legend, um, dude. Yeah. Um, Ian McShane is not in At World's Feel End. He's on on Stranger fingers. Tides, which is the fourth movie. Who's the villain in three? It is. I can't. I, I remember them like literally crashing into the end of the world. We may I mean, literally I mean, be talking still, about you it. Still next, next, next you still have Tom Hollander. You still have Tom Hollander. All right. At World's End. Oh, At World's End is. It's not a supernatural villain. It's the British. Yeah. It's the. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the. Um, God damn it! Who's the head the, of the navy? What's the name of their title? Sort of an A. Not the name. Like the in admiral? every admiral. Yeah, it's whoever that admiral is. That sh that. It might is be it him. It might be Tom Hollander. Hollander. Does he? He becomes the admiral, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I think him. it's still him. I think it's still him. He's so good. I mean, the famous yeah, shot where he's I mean, walking in slow motion and the sword tickets just exploding in, behind him. That's why I told sold tickets in Australia. It's like anytime the British are fucking with us, it's like I'm on. You We're guys on fucking love it. You fucking. Yeah. We will buy tickets yeah, to watch the British get their ass kicked. Masochistic. <laughs> well, Dave, Dave will read it at the end, but at World's End had a three hundred million dollar budget. And gross just under a billion dollars worldwide. So I don't know. It might not have been the highest grossing movie of 2007. Don't think it was, to be honest. Um, we, all right. No, it wasn't. Let's we're talk about, <laughs> let us talk about what it's up against now, um, which is... Oh, Spider actually, it was, three. but it wasn't a summer movie. Yeah. That's what happened. And it was two hours and 49 minutes, too, which did no service. So 2007... It did no service at all. Our movie is Spider-Man 3, which is actually the third highest worldwide movie of the year, but the highest grossing summer movie. John, because everybody loves Spider-Man 2. Let's talk to Messi. That's why. That's right. Fuck yeah. 2007. All right. So Spider-Man 3. Um, folks, 
we are in the fucking age of franchises now. Jeff made the joke, but like we're stuck here. Number two is fucking Shrek the Third. <laughs> like we're we're just you know we're just in this world now. So Spider Man yeah, Three number like, one. Hey, Shrek we know what makes money. Two. Let's just keep making that. Oh, I'm actually wrong. Proof that Americans will see the same movie yeah. five times. Spider Man Three just out early. In the case of Fast ends. and the Furious, ten times. <laughs> I forgot crazy. they, they filmed these back to back. I forgot they did these back to back. 2006, 2007, both pirates, both summer movies. But um, yes. Spider Man three, number three, number three is Transformers. Number four is the third Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Uh, number five, somehow, because it still came out in the summer. I remember seeing it. Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I don't think the world was as excited about the fifth book being turned into a movie just because it's a heavy one. Oh, Harry I gets really, so angry. really, really, really like yeah, that movie. Yeah, that has the best villain ever. Uh, I like number five and number six yeah. a lot. But um, Olivier anyway, Award winner. Um, uh, Born Ultimatum, number six. Number seven, 300. Hell yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. We all saw that. that. We, that. that. we, we all saw that. that. It was God, like, was it's, so it's six, good. but with shields and swords. It's like, <laughs> Every guy girlfriend had sex awesome. that, that yeah. night when they saw that. <laughs> Every girlfriend number was like, eight. Pixar, Pixar, still top ten. One of my maybe top three Pixar movies, Ratatouille, number eight for the Ooh. for the year. Got a mention in uh, Everything Ever All at Once. Oh my God, Raccoonatouille, Raccoonatouille, Number nine, I Am Legend, and number ten, Ooh. The Simpsons movie. Hell yeah! <laughs> Are you kidding? That's fuck fucking great. Fuck yeah, Matt Groener. Um, Jeff, why don't you give us the uh, the Oscars? Funny enough, uh, the Golden Compass here. did well worldwide, but like nobody in America gave a fuck about the Golden Compass. Nobody did. Um, so this is this is maybe my favorite Oscars year of my lifetime. Oh, so shit. Uh, this is No Country for Old Men wins a whole bunch of awards oh, against, but it's okay. up against There Will Be Blood. Mm. Sweeney Todd won Best Musical, and I disagree with that, but whatever. And then Atonement what was it up against wins the BAFTA. I don't know. Who cares? Is, yeah, <laughs> comedies. I'm sure. I mean. <laughs> Come on, guys. I mean, the score. Of, you don't agree, but you didn't do your atonement, research. I think Atonement <laughs> is a great romantic British war drama yeah. for what it is. And it introduced okay. us to some incredible actors, including Sersha, who was 12 years mm. old and was nominated for an Oscar for that. The Diving Bell and the Butterfly also won some shit. Julian Schnabel, shout out. So the Oscar winners, honestly, like this year, you have Daniel Day-Lewis and Javier Bardem winning the two male awards. Yeah. And then you have Marion Cotillard for La Vie en Rose, which is a surprise for a lot of people that weren't following shit. And so you actually watched La Vie en Rose and you went, oh my God, the most beautiful, stunning, brilliant actor in the world just did that. That <laughs> yeah. movie, she is so good in La Vie en Rose. And then yeah. Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton, the alien sent from above from who knows what time <laughs> and who knows what space. She wins for Michael Clayton, which is a fantastic script and get the fuck out that is an unbelievable one two three four of acting performances yes other notable performances that year tommy lee jones gave two because he had no country and then the valley of eli he was nominated for an oscar and he knew he wasn't gonna win against daniel but that was great all the actors in i'm not there i'm not here the whatever Kate Blanchett was nominated. People thought she might win. Yeah. Charlie Wilson's War. I really love philip Seymour hoffman in that he was nominated ruby d an american gangster featuring denzel and russell crowe uh, gone baby gone ben affleck showed up he had already done the town i think but God, no he hadn't done the town but gone baby gone was like oh my god he can do this amy ryan was especially great in that into the wild sean penn and emile hirsch that movie's fantastic diablo cody wins for juno ratatouille animated movie and then johnny greenman loses best score to dario marianelli for atonement and falling slowly wins best song overall the enchanted songs i have a very short list dave i promise 
other ah. movies that came out this year epic movies smoking aces music and lyrics zodiac guys get zodiac. at me zodiac yeah, is a surprisingly one. good movie even black smoking aces is good black snake i've seen zodiac like four it times. is good black snake mode is very strange but very very good Casey i've Affleck never seen that. it it's very strange but it's really really good yeah. premonition shooter Blades of Glory to our comedy fans. <laughs> Cried House, Disturbia, Shia, get out there. Hot Fuzz yeah. comes out this year. Listen Disturbia to our was great. franchise face-off where we talk yeah. about Hot Fuzz. Waitress, Adrian Shelley. Adrian Shelley, who passed away at the end of wait, like right after she did Waitress. John and I went into the Adrian Shelley uh, oh, yeah, foundation we when we saw the Ballad Jack. 28 weeks later, Bug, Knocked Up, Evan Almighty, Sunshine, Hot Rod, Stardust, super bad, great year for comedies. Hot Rod is one of the worst films I've seen in a long time. Okay. <laughs> Three Ten to Yuma, Halloween, Shoot 'em Up, Brother Solomon, Eastern Promises, Mr. Woodcock, Darjeeling Limington, Uncross the Universe, Lars and the Real Girl. So th- that was a good act, you know, all those good acting performances. And then The Kite Runner is a fantastic movie based on a book. That's it. Yeah. 2007. Dave, did you rewatch Spider Man 3? I want to shout out. I also I want to shout out really fast. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, away from her, Sarah Polly's. Oh, I think Julie, it was her Julie first. Christie, yeah. Was that her first directed? That movie Julie fucking Christie. blew me the the fuck away. Um, and there was one more, and it doesn't matter. Dave, what'd you think, dude? Of Spider Man Three? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold oh. your horses too. Don't don't get too upset, Dave. I can feel like I feel like steam is about to come out your ears. The, the success of number one and number two, we all could not have been more excited about this oh one. Oh my God. And Alfred Molina is the villain. And two, Dave, oh. what happened? <laughs> it's really funny because in my notes, the first thing I have written is what went wrong here? And I have some wrong. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? No. <laughs> what went wrong here was Raimi didn't want to do Venom. He didn't think he could do it justice in the time he had because he wanted to do mm. Sandman because he liked the way Sandman's villain was kind of, he could play with that a little bit. And the I'm studio sure. forced Venom onto him. So Venom doesn't turn up until the 50, 50 fucking minute mark of this movie. Mm. There is so much crammed into this. And it's 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 almost the same mistake he made with uh, Multiverse of Madness. It's, it's like... Nobody wants to watch the hero become a selfish asshole. Like, even before he's in- infected by Venom and then go full incel for, like, 80% of the movie. Like, he's literally telling Mary Jane, it's okay, I understand. Like, I'm famous. Like, I get it. And, like, her career is failing. He's not sympathizing. He's being a full fucking dick. Like, they made you hate the hero of the story. Mm. Why? John? Mine's this gonna sucked. be more specific. No, no, I, that <laughs> that put a stuff. On that. That's that stuff. I think bothered me less than the failure of pulling off Toby Maguire as a cool goth ladies man. Mm-hmm. Like planting With that weird hair. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And also, Dave, like, like in the clips that were showing of the ladies reacting to him, there was mixed messages there as well. It's like some of them were like, "Oh," because he's got the venom thing, and some of them were like, "Ugh." Yeah. And it, it was like, it, yeah, maybe there was, it was a clear message clarity, there as well. It was. It was. It's just so weird. I. I so I'm going to echo everything also, there you're was saying. No like, fucking reason for it. But anyway, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know what was happening there. 
Um, the establishment. I wa- I did watch this one because I think I like. I was way late to. The, I didn't go see this one because I heard it was bad, and I think I eventually did watch it. Same thing. Same. You know, on DVD mm. later. So I think I'd only seen this one time. So I didn't remember a lot of it. And when I was watching it, you know, the first hour or so, I was like, this wasn't as bad as I remember. And then yeah. they start, <laughs> you know, these these two many characters start kind of coming together. And at the center of it is Tobey Maguire kind of getting eaten up by Venom and turning into his goth like, Venom version. But like an hour into the movie. Yeah. For You've sure. already yeah. seen him be but, a dick for an hour. Without Venom's yeah, help, even yeah. that like bothered me a little bit less, yeah. like because I felt like they were like planting these seeds, and then it just didn't. The human, the humanity aspect of that stuff. If that didn't work for you, I get it, but there was still humanity in it. Like I could have seen them using that as ways to bring Mary Jane and him apart from each other and then back together. But the fact that it was so heightened in a cheap mm. way by Venom turning him into this like weird version of himself. Because he was wearing the suit all the time. Yeah. I just don't... The campiness of it... And I'm sorry, but like very, very technically... And I'm not picking on Tobey Maguire, but he can't dance. Like the dance sequence... There were so many things that were supposed to... I think they were were sincerely supposed to make him look cool and sexy. And they didn't. It just it just didn't at all. It it just ruins it. I mean, the way he does that salsa thing in that club... Yeah, the, the movie's over. But also, <laughs> like, like Gwen Stacy at that like point, like, uh, who was the love interest in thing. this film, um, even yeah, she good. is like, really, you do those for her? I'm out. And it, it's like that is Gwen Stacy was cast so wrong for what we Brad know Dallas Gwen Stacy is. Didn't like it? No, no, it was bad. And I don't know who Gwen Stacy is at all. So for, personally, for me, like, I don't give a fuck about, like, whoever she is <laughs> yeah, in same. the comics. Um, and even up to that moment, like, when Peter but Parker you, in his celebration. You've seen right? Like, that, that's the Gwen Stacy we ended up with. I have seen it, and I don't know who you're talking about. Well, it's, it's the main you've girl. You've seen Spider-Verse? Yeah, yeah, that's Gwen Stacy. Gwen Spider. I don't even, I don't, I don't really remember. Yeah who she is I, I like know she has like so much more potential than what they showed in this film and that's hindsight speaking but even so like the car like even the casting was a little wrong it was just like they they misused her really badly i mean brace house is good mm. she just anyway this mm. i think the, i think the mm. I, I i'm with you in that especially given the first movie into the second movie into this when i started this movie too i was expecting it to be just awful and it didn't seem that way for a long time toby mcguire is just not cool and I think that was okay for this iteration of Spider-Man. That it is this not cool guy that can do cool shit. And they like kind of found this niche. Whereas Tom Holland, not to compare, seems fucking cool. And you see him stumbling and you see why he can come across as like the bumbling nerdy whatever. But do, you know, like there's something about this guy that's just fucking cool. People just need to recognize it. But the, Nothing the about Tony McGuire seems cool in any of these movies. And in this it, one, to try to make him cool... Whatever, like, what, what do you call it? Like, they'd already the made him cool. That was the thing. Nah, they broke I, I him down. He wasn't cool. He was absolutely I mean, cool. His battle with Doc Ock was fucking legendary, and it passed on through, uh, like, the Spider Man movie with like No Toby Way Home McGuire. when they brought Tobey Maguire into the Tom Holland Spider Man universe. He was a cool character. I have to disagree. Yeah, I, still, I, I disagree too. Cool. Like on, on the face, the actor mm. Tobey Maguire is cool. Yeah, it's not that his Spider-Man <laughs> isn't cool. 
So mm. we're just saying, like, because the actor. I mean, the fact isn't that he cool, can beat, ah, he can like beat ass. Maybe that's not the right way of phrasing. No, fuck it. The fact that he can beat ass is cool. <laughs> I should phrase it differently. Um, they're also just. <laughs> But, but nobody really... thinks he like he's just a piano aficionado who can dance and have cool and have Pete Wentz hair. There was, like, there was not... no no history of him playing the piano at this point. And, and but... forget about and forget about the the fact that like New York City is a very big city and they just keep all going to the same bars and things. There's a thousand bars in the city, but they all end up the same. Way. Forget yeah. about that kind of stuff. It's just it's just not cool. This movie's not cool. There's nothing cool no. about this movie. Toby Topher Grace isn't cool in this. J.K. Simmons Even does Topher his Grace best. Said he wasn't cool. It. When Toby McGuire's like, "Kiss me," people will love it. I'm like, man, that is just not cool. It's just I don't know any kids that's watching that being like, "Yeah, I want to be the Upside Down Kiss." People watched it and they're like, "Oh shit, that's hot." And this one, it was like, man, skip. I don't we know. Don't just spend enough. Cool. I don't think. I also don't think we spend. I also don't think we spend enough time with each villain, to. To really ramp up motivations for what no. eventually turned into a big fight, and then within with him and Harry, you know, a big fight, and then coming together. I just I just feel like it's spread a little too thin between the three of them: Harry, Topher Grace, yeah. and what's his name is Sandman. What's his name, Jeff? Inside Thomas Hayden Church. We just talked about Thomas him last Hayden year. Church. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, because of Who that, by the end of this role movie, in the Tom Holland film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. By the end of this movie, when you have them all come together, you kind of—it's the superhero trap. Where for nerds who love the series, they might have enough investment because they know the backstories. For somebody mm. like me, I feel like I'm in shallow water it's and I'm just much. watching an action scene. Also, he like nobody wanted to do Venom at all. Nobody wanted to do Venom. It was an afterthought. The studio wanted it. Sam Raimi didn't want it. Topher Grace didn't really want it. Nobody Sam Raimi always ends up in these studios that make him do shit he doesn't yeah. want to do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ultimately, uh, this movie, I it's think, cool. I think upon cool my movie. rewatch, it's too bad. yeah, upon my rewatch, it still stands as probably as weak as we all kind of collectively thought it was at the time. It's just there are too many mistakes too in, the yeah. half, mm-hmm. in the last half of the last movie. We all agree. <laughs> it did not pull you, I was really hoping for it to pull a Mission Impossible mm. 2 and for me to be like this was not that bad man everybody was fucking people still talk shit about this all the time it's it just it yeah, just has no, too many mistakes not. yeah there's too much it's too long um like he threw Venom in as an afterthought it's almost very long yeah, and we, like we've seen better Venom since in a movie that did much less gross I want to say but I yeah actually, I kind of like the grounded stuff between spider-man and mary jane like when she was struggling and she couldn't tell him and then he wanted to talk to her but he you know he, he had his own I like that reality. Too. and then when he had to like respond to the police call and he knew she would understand even though it seemed like she didn't want him to go yeah. that tension was cool for me that that was something and then which just is the probably stuff dave to what you're saying if venom really had nothing to do with this that probably was in the movie already and sandman was just going to be yeah I don't know if Harry was still involved. I don't know if he needed to be involved, but I think Harry the first was still hour involved. up to the midpoint up. of this movie, it's a good movie. <laughs> like it feels yeah. like it's just as good as one and two. Anyway, so there you go. I don't think we need to belabor it any more than that. Well, we right. have two thousand sevens. Spider Man three. Shit. What did we just talk about? 
Spider-Man 3. Before that, before that. Uh, Dead Man's Chest 2006. Dead Man's Chest 2006 versus 2007's Spider-Man 3. No contest for me is Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest all the way. Wow. Yeah. Not not a difficult decision there. So (laughs) we have for 2004-2005, we ended up, sorry, Dave, it probably could have been, maybe should have been Shrek 2, but it's not. It's Revenge of the Sith. from the Marvel movie show. Sure. And then 2006-2007, we're giving it to Dead Man's Chest. If I'm being totally honest, you guys, not that these weren't four amazing years of movies outside of these movies, but compared to our four last week, this was not as much fun for me. I don't think any of these are going to make it past the next round anyway. Uh, we'll last, last week felt like a real standout. So here's what it is. Raiders and I hope we're not moving into top uh... four, top eight. <laughs> yeah. Instead, these fucking movies. You know what? Maybe we'll open up wild cards and we can throw some back in there if people yeah, vote right now. Come two, on. Uh... 80s yeah, were better we can... summer movies. I don't know what to tell you. You're, 80s were you're better allowed to movies. fuck with the program, guys. It's our, our show, our rules. Just fuck with the program. All right, but these two are going on <laughs> as of now. All right. All right, I have the... I have... Yeah, I have them Go up ahead. here if you want me to. Unless, Dave, if you, I have them right here unless you want to rip them off. Um, we already mentioned it, so I'm excited to talk about it. We talked about how in 2000. Um, Dark Knight's got to be 2008. Four? Yeah. Number one came out July 18th, Dark Knight. I've seen that mm-hmm. movie a gajillion times. I'm probably going to rewatch it just because I love Re- it so much. Yeah, I probably will too. So, it's Wigan stuff. <laughs> yeah, fucking the second Transformers mm. movie, Revenge of the. Is it Machines? What is the, the, end fallen. Of the title? That Revenge of the Fallen. It's like the Revenge of the seven, Fallen. Jesus Christ. Third God. Transformers movie. Are He's you gonna... ready? Guys, we have another emotional Toy Story 3 for 2010. I'm so excited. That movie, when they're all about to die together, when they hold hands, I'm going to be weeping. I when might push that one through. When they write a note up against. Up against 2011. Deathly Hollows, folks. 2011 part Harry two. Potter Deathly and the Hollows Deathly part Hollows two. part two. The final, the final. And I, I want to say, I like. I had a friend uh, I picked up from work one day. We were having a film meeting and he's like, I can't have the film meeting yet. Everyone has to wait. I'm like 10 pages or like two pages, like 15 pages or whatever off the end of Harry Potter. I need um, to read this. Yeah. And we all sat in the fucking apartment and waited for him to finish reading the book. John and I read CPCP. So, CPCC and some kids spoiled the ending to for another kid and the kid cried. We were trying to do Children of Eden and our fucking young Abel is crying. We're like, shit. Somebody spoiled the end of our Oh my God, that's so, that's so fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a good one. I, I am, I'm looking forward to all four of those movies. I think yeah, it'll be fun. That's, that's going to be hard. I'm looking forward to three. One of them, those sure. is going to be hard. Three of them for sure. <laughs> all right, you don't like Toy Story 3, Jeff? Two of them. Oh, oh it's uh, Transformers. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> Shit. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck everybody. Sure, sure, that sure, sound. Sure. Wait. That sound means it is officially time. Oh my God. We're just. Fuck you, John. <laughs> just All of those sounds. All of those sounds. <laughs> it's like that. Look up. Look up the uh, the fireworks John. display in Cleveland. It's like fucking everyone fired everything all at once. Anything else for the rest of this goddamn night? Uh, you just fired the whole stream deck after this. <laughs> Guys, it is officially time for us to wrap up the episode with a quick round of what you've been watching, where we tell you what you've been what we've been watching. Dave, we'd like to start with you. What have you been watching this Dude, week? Dude, I've been watching Black Mirror, the new season. Oh, holy fucking shit. Episode wow, one, yeah. ridiculously good. Episode two, yeah, okay. Episode three, what the fuck? 
Nice, like, and they've taken a weird step of setting all of these back in the 60s and 70s. So it's not like future tech. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm so behind in Black yeah. Mirror. I don't think I saw any of the last two like, seasons. Yeah, the first the first episode. Oh, my God, dude, they're so good. I think the last one I saw was that like, Christmas special with John Hamm. Like, what was that? That was like pre-pandemic. It was I don't a long know. time ago. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't remember the John yeah. Hamm one. It was like a standalone episode. It was like an hour and a half with John oh, Hamm and Daniel Band Radcliffe. No, no, no. It was before that. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No, this this was good. It's 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 like episode one is great. Episode two is weird but good. Uh, episode three is like holy fucking shit. Yeah. Wow, John, beautiful. I watched. Um, had a little run here where first just uh, Max was pushing it really hard and I really enjoyed it. I watched the Ruck Hudson documentary, um, wow. which was lovely, and Did ended up getting into, of course, eventually because he was gay and died of AIDS and ended up touching on those subjects. So kind also, of like right a after that, legend in my lifetime, I want to say, I mean, fucking yeah. rock Hudson, dude. Yeah. He's dude, the man. Hudson files. He had your own fucking show named after you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, we watched, um, just cause it kind of started, we started talking to each other about AIDS crisis and everything. We watched a normal heart. Elizabeth had never seen uh. that. Uh, really beautiful. And we're about to watch a uh, milk, because she had never seen that one. So anyway, watch those two oh, movies. And then on Thursday, I had a fantastic Thursday, you guys. I'm in a Tarantino critical studies class, so like getting to watch all his movies on the big screen. Thursday, Wait, does anyone saw... criticize Tarantino? Well, it's a other than you two, yeah, yeah. I think people, <laughs> I think people feel feel very comfortable criticizing him. I don't personally. I fucking love him. But Thursday, I had a great day. I you for that, motherfucker. In, fuck you. In class, I saw Pulp Fiction. And then that night, I went to a 70 millimeter festival here yes. at the American Cinematheque. And I saw Boogie how, Nights. That how was, was that? Great day. It was beautiful. It's, you know, it's not, they didn't do any, it didn't look like they did a lot of restoration. So I saw okay. the 35 millimeter print at the yeah, Metrograph They in did New not York. film it in 70 mil. So. Yeah, of course. Like, I was curious. So I saw that 35 mil yeah. print. And it was scratchy and, you know, really grainy. Yeah, And great. this one was printed last year, this 70 mil. Uh, and Paul oversaw it, it, but they did not do a lot of cleanup. I think okay. probably on person. So it still felt kind of torn up and a little grainy, but it fit the piece. You know, it All really, right, really cool. fit the piece well. Uh, it was it was awesome. The crowd was super pumped and everybody was psyched. It was Paul's copy. You know, pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so Paul's it was copy, fun. says yeah, he just yeah, rolls his own reel in. At the end of the month, at the end of the month, they're showing they're showing a seventy mil of the original theatrical release of Apocalypse Now. It is Scorsese's personal copy that has been like in a vault for like thirty seven years, and he like gave it to him just for this little summer hmm. run. How good is that? Maybe I'll come over for that. I can't go see that one, but um, I might come over for that. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then not watch it. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> uh, guys, I haven't seen shit because you motherfuckers made me watch these four two and a half hour <laughs> yeah. movies. I watched four two and a half hour movies. I can't believe you watched more. I want to watch Black Mirror. I'm still behind yeah. on the bear. Um, there's so much shit I want to see. I'm trying to have a relationship going on here. I'm trying to give them some time. I'm trying to invest some time into this. Jeff, you know what else? You know what else I, I, I finished listening to? And I wanted to call this out because I think both of you would really enjoy this. Jeff, I think you especially would enjoy this. It's called um, 
It's not TV. The history of HBO. It's a book that came oh out last my year. God, that's I devoured this motherfucker. It was. Yeah. I think both of you would really enjoy listening to it. And it's just making me want to rewatch all well, of the great movies and shows that HBO has produced over the past forty I'll whatever it, years. 50 I'll give years. a shout out because I saw Life of Pi on Broadway. They adapted the book for the Broadway show, and that movie's fucking awesome. What? Okay. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be off Broadway. Yeah. It's gonna it's going to leave. It's gonna close in a week. So if you haven't seen it yet, so shit. It it's not that good then. <laughs> awesome, man. It was very much like War Horse, where they had actors do the the puppetry and stuff. And oh my god, Richard fucking Parker, that tiger man. Whoever those people were that did that were fucking legends. The main guy as oh. Pi was so good, going back and forth between the hospital and then the the boat and the ocean and stuff. So I'll recommend the movie, Damn. which Ang Lee, of course, won an Oscar for, Life of Pi. Mm. I'll recommend that movie because that movie was fun. Okay, that's it, people. Next week, we got a Harry Potter movie. We got a Transformers movie. We got a Batman movie. We got a Batman movie. And we got a Toy Story. And we got a Toy Story movie. All fucking oh, shit. IPs, all franchise movies. Let's go! See you next Woo! week, film fans. Later. Later.